chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the Wicked Quick Sports Betting Podcast. I am Jimmy Brown, and it is the middle of the week, and that can only mean one thing. It is not hump day. It is hoops day, which means we are breaking down basketball from a sports betting angle, and we have college basketball and March Madness and NBA and everything you can think of. This rapid-fire format is just all the good stuff and no fluff, and it's ready to go, and it's powered by the Chasers. Chasers are the people who I engage with on social media or with the email. Uh, basically, we talk great information. And in this case, I know a lot of hoop heads. I know a lot of basketball fans that like to talk basketball. And if you want to do the same, you can find me on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game. Talk hoops. I'll put you right here on the show each and every day. Share your information, your opinion, your picks. You got it. I got it for you. We have a great show today. Here's the breakdown real quick. College Hoops, today we're going to cover the latest Final Four odds. Tell you there's more than one way to bet on the tournament. Discuss how Bracketology can help you with future wins by looking at the projections. We're going to look at a bubble team that could be about to burst uh, and look to keep the winning streak against the spread as I am on fire. I've hit five in a row looking for six. And I know it's hoops day. I know it's hoops day, and I get it, and I know it's all about basketball, but we have to talk NFL with all of the latest moves going on in the league from Kirk Cousins to Adrian Peterson. I've got you covered, and I'm going to settle the panic. I'm going to give you some great advice that you want to get in on when it comes to the football betting odds market. And finally, it's betting the buckets, and that means it's time for the NBA breaking down the latest basketball games beyond the box score. I'm going to show you how the counter crunch. Usually I point out games. I'm going to point out games, but I'm going to show you it in action. I'm going to show you exactly how the counter crunch works and how we can point out winners on a daily basis. And, of course, I'm looking to stay hot in the NBA, too. I'm going to give you another pick in the association for Hoops Day. As always, Chasing Ball Game is blazing quick with more than one pick. Let's go, and let's go right to college basketball. Are you ready for March Madness? If you are, you need a quality sports book. And I'll tell you what, I've got great bonuses for you guys. The show is growing so big and the chasers are growing so big that I'm reaching out to sports books and they're hooking us up. Let's start with mybookie.ag. We know what they have to offer. One of the best sports books in the business. They have everything you want just in time for March Madness. Sign up over there. Use the promo code CHASER. Tell them you're a chaser. You get 100% bonus up to $3,000 to bet on the tournament. Not to mention that they have a $5,000 March Madness bracket contest that you want to be a part of because you want to stake your claim at that big money. You've got to sign up for that by March 5th, so get on that now. Also, another sponsor, JT Bets. I'm sorry, GT Bets. That's Game Time Bets. GTBets.eu. Check them out because they have a promotion right now. It's called a Cascading Favorite Team Promotion. Whereas players, you get to choose four teams to start the tournament. For all four of those teams, you get a free half point when you bet on them during rounds one and two. Half point is huge in betting. I don't have to tell you that. Anybody who's lost a game to the wire, and it happens a ton of times in basketball, that's a huge thing. But here it gets even better. You get two teams for the Sweet 16 and Elite 8. And then you get one team for the Final Four. After each of the rounds, it's going to be reset. So you can pick different teams. You can make sure you get extra points throughout the entire tournament. That's why they call it GT as in game time. GT Free Points Madness. That starts March 12th. 
but sign up for it now. And if you want to get that March Madness promotion, you have to sign up at gtbets.eu using the promo code CHASER. Again, telling telling them you're a chaser will get you that March Madness promotion, not to mention it will get you a 100% sign-up bonus up to $250 to bet on basketball. Now that I've got all those gifts out of the way, let's talk hoops. Look, the Final Four odds are out. For those of you who don't know, that tournament, March Madness, it's scheduled to start on March March 14th. Championship game, April 3rd. We're going to have a nice, solid two and a half weeks of great basketball. The NCAA puts 32 automatic bids to the tournament with the other 36 bids being awarded by the selection committee. Regardless of what happens during these conference tournaments that we're about to dig into, it all comes down to the automatic bids. Some teams are already in, some aren't. We're going to have bubble teams. I'm going to talk about that in a second, but my point is you're going to have a lot of odds to bet on. You can bet on a team to win a championship. You can bet on a team to make the Final Four. You can bet on a team to win their bracket. This is the time where you have to pay attention to each different thing to find the best way to bet on because you can bet on a team to go to the Final Four and win their bracket. So now you got two for one, and you can hedge in case those bets fail. There's always interesting ways to bet during March Madness, and I'm going to have them all right here on Chasing Ball Game Podcast. But now let's tack bracketology. Is bracketology a big deal or is it just fun? Let's face it, it's fun. I check out the bracket every day. Every time somebody posts it, whether it's Joe Lenardi or somebody posts it, I want to check them. I want to know where it works out because for me, it's a good chance to maybe think of a future bet in maybe ways that you can take advantage of it. Right now, you can pick teams to win the championship. You can bet on teams to win the Final Four. So let's look at the brackets. If they were to fall out the way we see them in bracketology, the Midwest, with the loss to UCLA, Arizona's been moved to the Midwest bracket. Since they move, they actually get a better spot at least right away in the first round. They're going to be playing in Salt Lake City. Not a lot of moves, three seats, something that caught my attention. In the East, California projected to get the number 11 seed in the East. With that, they're going to have the issues of going across country to play their first game in Orlando. I'd really love to check the time on that game. If it's earlier in the day, it could be even bigger prompts for California. Now, recent projections have them facing Wisconsin, which, of course, would be a bit of a travel situation for them. But from what I saw from Bacchology, not one team would have a tougher draw, at least early, than California. Although there's a few other ones out there, but that's the one that jumped out to me. Now, in the South, if things pan out the way they look now, the South could be the toughest bracket. The latest bracketology I'm seeing, North Carolina, Baylor, UCLA, and Butler. There's also upstarts in there, Creighton, Florida State, who could definitely pull off some upsets. So to me, if you're going to bet on a team like North Carolina to win the the championship or to go to the Final Four, both of which are not bad bets, you could be in big trouble because now you're betting on a team that will have the toughest route, the hardest road to go. Something you want to know about. By the way, in the West, the last corner of the bracket, Gonzaga's still getting a one seed even with a loss to BYU. Everybody's going to look for them to go up against Oregon. That'll be another game to watch. Plenty to talk about because Oregon, as I mentioned earlier in earlier podcasts, to me will have the easiest road of the entire tournament if they're in the West. Something to keep an eye on. If you're going to be betting on futures, I really think bracketology can help you along the way. Now let's get to the bubble teams. All week, in fact, the last two weeks, I've been talking about teams that are on the bubble. Most of the time, we find a team that are on the bubble that really need a win, and we're going to bet on them. Something could change when we're talking about the bubble team tonight. Betting on the bubble, we'll talk about Rhode Island. They haven't made an NCAA tournament since 1999. It looked like they were going to be in tough times, but they beat VCU. That kind of changed things up just a bit, just a little bit. Didn't say they were in. In fact, to me, they're still in the bubble. In fact, they're on the outside of the bubble, if you ask me. But they're kind of there. That victory kind of made people pay attention. It's late in the season, like people like to get, teams like to get. It's a second top 50 win uh, 
They also have a neutral court win they got over Cincinnati, so that will catch the attention of the committee. But they just have four top 100 wins, not to mention, but they're scheduled down the stretch with two games. Awful. St. Joe's, who just has 10 wins, and Davidson, who's about 500. The problem is, because Rhode Island knows they need to do well in the A10 tournament, they could be looking past these games. I think this could be a trouble spot. I already looked at the lines in Rhode Island's an 8.5-point favorite against St. Joe's. I'm not saying that's not too high. I'm not saying it's just right. But that could be a tough spot for a team who realizes even if they beat St. Joe's by 50, it's not going to make a difference. They have to go far in the A-10 tournament. They're looking at the A-10 tournament. To me, the Rhode Island bubble could have burst, and it could only get worse because I think they're going to struggle down the stretch in these last two games. To me, if they're going to make the tournament, they got to do well. If they're going to make the big dance, they got to do well in the A-10 tournament. Fade, Rhode Island. Don't play them. But let's go to my pick for tonight. Look, the picks are starting to heat up at the right time. I tell you guys, I'm honest with my picks. I've got nothing to gain outside of just you listening every day, which I'll take. So when I win, man, do I like to holler about it. When I lose, I take credit too. But right now, 5-0 and oh against the spread. Got Baylor on Monday night. Another big winner. Five straight. And now I'm going with Northwestern over Michigan. Now, both Michigan and Northwestern, they should be in the tournament. In fact, I think they're going to be. I think it's a lock. Uh, Michigan, bad road team, though. And they're one-point chalk over Northwestern. To me, Northwestern has the motivation to win this game. They're looking to record a 21st victory on the season, which would be a record. Plus, a win would be their 10th in conference for the first time since 1933 and clinch a first Big Ten season over 500 since 1968. Coach Collins said, hey, we control what we can control and that's preparing for Michigan tomorrow, which means we are focused on this game. We're not looking past it. Plus, they've had a few L's. They need to right that ship. Michigan let down mode after a huge win against the rate team at Purdue, and they have two road games in the, the season. They don't care. They want to move on. Wildcats 7-3 and three against the spread in the last 10 home games against the team with a losing road record. Give me the home dog with more to play for. I'll take Northwestern to win as my college basketball player of the night. Now, Let's talk the NFL. I know it's Hoops Day, but I really want to talk about it because a lot happened today. First, I'm not a money guy. I'm not going to break down contracts for you. I'm not going to tell you who's getting paid, why they're getting paid, all that great stuff. I talked about Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown last time. I'm going to talk about Dante Hightower right now in the Patriots. Patriots decided not to use franchise, franchise tag on him. He's one of the best linebackers in the league depending where you come from. If he's a free agent, people are going to shower money on him. Uh, the Patriots are in a tough spot here, at least the fans, because they really got to go with that. Hey, and Bill, we trust, uh, hoping that Hightower is bought into the Patriots' way and is not going to go anywhere. Now, if he does, depending where he goes, I think he can make the difference on another team, a big difference. And if the Patriots don't keep him, I think that could be a difference. And what I mean by difference is I think it could shift the odds. But right now, when you read all the headlines, you're going to read about Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, Kansas City let him go. I get it. Still got a lot of flash in him, but he's always injured. Same with Adrian Peterson. Vikings, they're not, they don't want him. They're good. I mean, they haven't said that. There's a chance he can re-sign in Minnesota. So I don't want to necessarily say he's gone. But already Jerry Jones came out and he said he wants Peterson in Dallas. Already. Now look. The Vikings can restructure his deal. They can keep him. They've got time to talk to him, but not much because on March 9th he'll be a free agent. And Jerry Jones has already said he wants to pair him with Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, uh, Peterson's been tied with Dallas before. Uh, he's talked to him before, almost in a collusion kind of state where, hey, perfect pit, fit. A lot of people are also talking Oakland Raiders too. But let me ask you a question. Will Jamal Charles and Adrian Peterson be game changers? 
They won't. They just won't. Now, they may have been a couple years ago, but to me, they just won't. Peterson goes to Dallas. He's going to play with Zeke Elliott. I think he'll be fine. That offensive line will probably keep him healthy, maybe for the entire season. Jamal Charles wants to go play for a Super Bowl contender. Of course he does because he's been in the league forever and he wants to win a ring. Will he help a Super Bowl contender? Sure. Put him on the Patriots. Put him on the Broncos. I think he'll do just fine. But I don't think they're game changers. I don't think they're going to change the odds. And that's easy to get caught up into, even this time of the season. If Adrian Peterson goes to Dallas, that's going to be all over the papers. You guys are going to hear about that for two weeks. And then when you get two weeks off, they're going to talk about it again. I don't think they're that much of a difference maker. What I'm basically getting at is don't let all the news get you to buy in the hype by paying extra for teams you shouldn't or by paying more as far as the odds are concerned. If you're in, get in. If you're not, just settle down. Let the water settle a little bit before you get in. All right, that's NFL because it is hoops day. So let's go to NBA and betting the buckets. I'm starting beyond the box score. I look back in a game, and the one game that really caught my eye was Sacramento and Minnesota. And I know what you're talking about. Who cares? Minnesota and Sacramento. Well, I do, because if you can win and you can find some value, you got it. And one thing that cleared to me, clear, very clear to me in this game is that odds makers are struggling with adjustments too. I told you that when teams trade players, they have to adjust. Look, the Pelicans, that's the biggest example. They got DeMarcus Cousins, and they can't win. That's because they're adjusting. Or you can look at the Toronto Raptors, who seem to be just adjusting just fine. P.J. Tucker and Serge Ibaka are playing in. They're on a winning streak. They're playing well. So what I found out, and what you should have known, and maybe what I should have told you, is that the odds makers are struggling too. Look at that game, the Kings and the Wolves. The Kings lost some of their best players. The Marcus Cousins, of course, is the best. I could get in a superstar, abstract, superstar subtraction, which is a handicapping theory I have. But if you've not heard about it, listen back to some old shows. It's worth the listen. But... Kings were at home. The Wolves are not good. They're on the road. So what could the odds makers do? They really didn't have a choice. They had to put a small number on this game. But truth be told, without Cousins, although the Kings came out and won, they can't find a consistent scoring threat. Only one player made more than five baskets against Minnesota. On the flip side, Minnesota believes they can go to the playoffs. Listen to this quote. From Wiggins, right now we need these games. They're in front of us and we need a game like this to keep going forward. Let me translate. I have a segment called Read Between the Line where I translate. His translation is simple. The Kings are a bad team and we got to beat them every time we get a chance. Done. Ricky Rubio, a guy who's about to get traded, said, we're trying to make the push. We know it's hard. There's a lot of teams in there, but we're not going to quit. This is motivation that the Kings don't have. That's why you have to look beyond the box score. The Kings are playing out the string even right now. The Wolves are going for the playoffs. When you can get them small number on the road looking good like that, slam dunk. What was the end result? A big double-digit win, which is what you always want. That's why you always have to pay attention to beyond the box score. Another thing you have to pay attention to is the counter crunch. I looked ahead at games for the last couple days for two weeks to keep you guys good and ready to go. So now I'm going to look at some results. How about the Dallas Mavericks? They beat the Miami Heat. Did I like them? Yeah, they were my pick, so I knew I liked them. The Heat had one eye on going home. They were tired. You want proof? Well, the visit to Dallas was Miami's last road game against the West this season. So what happened? The Heat were outscored 12-0 over the final four minutes, 37 seconds. They were done. Packed it in, ready to go home. Another team, same thing, the Raptors. They were playing three games of four nights, played slow out the gate. At one point, they were down by 17 points to the Knicks. The Celtics, they played three or four with travel. They were exhausted. Not to mention, they had a look at it, the big game against the Cavaliers. So what happened? They were outscored by 12 in the second half. 
They played the final 16 minutes without Dwight Howard. The Hawks did, and they still won. Tired legs do not hit jump shots. The Celtics couldn't find any offensive flow. The first half, 38% of their attempts from the field was all they could get uh, in the first half, 39% in the game. Plus, they were out-hustled. The Celtics not only got beat in the paint, but they got beat on the boards. The Hawks outscored Boston 60-34 to in the paint, 20-11 to in second-chance points. This is why the calendar crunch is so, so important. With that in mind, keep an eye on the Utah Jazz. They're going to play three in four games, or three games in four nights, uh, and five games in seven overall coming up. Same for the Nuggets. They're going to play three games in four nights at Milwaukee, but oh, by the way, Milwaukee's in the same spot. Milwaukee's in a five and seven, so keep that out. Bottom line is you got to watch the calendar or you're going to get crunched. All right, let's get to the pick. Hit the Mavericks. I'm going again. Full throttle, another basketball winner. Give me the LA Clippers, minus one over the Rockets. Clippers have two days rest. Healthy Chris Paul back in the lineup. The chemistry is starting to get going. Blake Griffin against Charlotte, he had 43 points. He's averaging 36 points over the past two games. You don't think Chris Paul makes a difference? It does. It makes a difference for Blake Griffin for sure. The Rockets had a tough loss. D'Antoni called them out, said they had no heart. Now they got to play a Clippers team, not only well-rested, but they have a lot of revenge in mind because the last time Houston played Clippers, they killed them. They blew them out of the gym. Rockets 3-9 against the spread in the last 12 games, playing on one day's rest. And the home team, 7-3 against the spread in the last 10 meetings. That's enough for me. Give me the Clippers. Minus one is my NBA pick of the night for Wednesday. That'll do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for taking time out of your day to tune in. I appreciate it. I'm glad I can get the information to you quick and get you on your way. If you missed anything, you can catch us again, Block Talk Radio or iTunes. More importantly, become a chaser. You want picks, you want opinions, you want sports book bonuses. Follow me on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game or share your information with you and I'll talk about you on the show because I love to do that. Just like the latest chasers who have followed or shared information like Bat Podcast, Premship, and Mart E. Mar, who's a fan favorite of the show. Welcome to the Chase. Good to hear from all of you because it's all about building a great community and sharing great information. Tune in for Thursday. We're back at it again. We're going to talk bases. Of course, we're throwing football in because we love football, and we're back with bubble teams and betting the buckets and college hoops and the NBA. Until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing.